Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. Potential within them. And uh, so we want to recognize that this morning, whether you've got kids or not, you are, you've got that nurturing thing within you, whether that's ever been outworked in the natural, but it can be outworked in the spiritual, emotional as well. And so you are valued and uh, we, we, we love, we should be rather Mother's Day, it should be Woman's Day, isn't it? But I guess there is another one of those somewhere. I'm not sure where that is, but uh, I'm sure there is one of those somewhere. Is it? Okay. Well, we don't know about that much, do we? Um, so what I want to say this morning, we're going to talk about relationships, and relationships are really important. And it's been shown scientifically that relationships, social relationships, good connection can improve health and, and a long life, that, which, which is pretty stunning. You know, it's shown that the opposite of that, if we don't have good relationships in our lives, our lives are shorter and, and it can have more health problems, more issues in your life. And it's, it's an amazing thing that they're actually proving this relationship thing actually helps us live longer as well as anything else. Um, you know, but they're saying one study showed premature death f- was caused from lack of uh, strong relationships and it was 50% uh, reduced or, or increased because of that compared to people that had relationships. You think, wow, that's, that's amazing. And there's an analogy I bought a few years ago and I, I thought it was worthwhile bringing here this morning about relationships. We all need relationships in our lives and I know it's hard and I know people are difficult and I know people aren't perfect, but guess what? You just need to have people in your life, whether you recognise it or not, it's going to do you good. It'll actually make you healthier in, in emotionally and, and, and physically as well, which is, is pretty stunning. But I thought, what are the sort of friendships and relationships we want in our life? And, and I'm going to tell you a story that, that I have told this here before, but it's worthwhile repeating, I think, for the, the, the outcome of this, that as, a, as kids, our family had a, a, a really old ski boat. And, um, and my dad used to tow it behind this big Pantec. It was a work truck and it was the only thing that could pull the boat. And so he used to take us skiing on the weekends. And uh, this was a time before seatbelts. It was a time before the many road rules that people seemed to recognise anyway. And, uh, and we used to live at Warner's Bay. We used to put our boat in at Elibana, which is about 5 k's away. And, uh, um, and, and often we'd get in the boat when they when Dad had pulled the trailer and the boat out of the water. And, and, uh, and this, this one day, he said, oh, I just want to stay in the boat. He said, yeah, we do. We want to stay in the boat. So, you know, you can sit up in the, in the seat and pretend you're driving this boat, you know, back along the road. And, uh, and this particular day, I remember... S- well, it might have been. But, um, but I... I uh, look, it was, it was relaxed back then. It was nothing like these days. So, anyway, we're going along the Esplanade and we turned to King Street at Warners Bay and there's a pretty significant intersection there's lots of cars going every di- different direction. And this one particular day, uh, we, Dad took the corner in the big Pantech and I remember the, the hitch came off the tow ball and, uh, and, and, <laughs> and basically this, the ski boat 
went one way with the trailer and the, the Pantech went the other way. But, you know, there was, we, we got jolted around there, obviously knocked off, off our seats and uh, um, there was a huge screech when the metal hit the ground on the tar and there were sparks and there was commotion and Dad's just driving along the Pantech. He didn't, didn't know what was going on, you know. He's just chugging away. Anyway, one thing, you know, he, he ended up stopping and realising and, and we realised the one thing that saved us was that safety chain. The one thing that actually saved us from going off and having pretty horrific consequences was that safety chain between the trailer and the, the car. And we got off right and we were jolted, and, but the outcome could have been so, so much worse. And I want to bring that analogy to the connections you have in your life, friendships. What friendships do you have in your life that when, when things go wrong, when, when, the, when the, the hitch comes off the toe ball... And, and all of a sudden you're going in the wrong direction. What relationships do you have that holds you steady and firm and keep you safe? Because here's the thing I want to say to you. We need to establish a strong connection relationships before the emergency, not during the emergency. So there's no way in the world we could have realised, oh, the, the hitch has come off the table, oh, we better go and connect up that safety chain now. just isn't going to happen. We need those strong relationships, those strong connections in our lives before the emergency. You know, here's another thought that I had. The strength, we need to have strength in that connection during that emergency. See, if it was just a weak little chain, it wouldn't have held us. There's got to be strength there. It's got to be developed. It's got to be maintained. It's got to be uh, serviced, I guess, if you like, so that it works really, really well. We've got to have a thankfulness for that connection when our emergency is over. You see, because of the strength of that connection, we're thankful for that bit of chain that I've never been thankful for before. And sometimes we, we take for granted those relationships we've got in our lives. And when the tough stuff's happened, we realise how strong they are. Unfortunately, sometimes friendships and relationships don't really get tested until the, the tough stuff comes. And you realise who really are your friends and who aren't your friends. You know, And they're the connections that we are for other people in that process as well. And, and when the testing comes, it really does test, well, what is the relationship here? What is the connection? H how far am I prepared to go on this? And that's why mom Mother's Day is such a great time to talk about relationships because mums go way beyond. There's so much sacrifice in, in a mum's life to raise the kids, to, to raise the family, to do all that, that they are called, you know, their position to do, I guess, through their, their nurturing spirit. So just thought I'd start with that, that little story of connections. Who are your safety chains in your life? Who are the people that you can hold on to when the wheels come off, when things go wrong, when, when, when things aren't going as well as you hoped they would have gone? And uh, just, just want you to leave that with you. We all need them. I'm sorry, as good as you think you are, as independent as you may be, you need that connection, you need that relationship, you need somewhere you can be real, somewhere you can just blur, you know, had a gutful, just, you know, and just, and they, they love you and accept you and even will correct you in that process. So, so I thought that was a, a place to start. I know that's not what I told you, but... Uh, um, but, um, thinking, am I got the right message? <laughs> I'll just go and sit down. But here we go. We, we've got some, some uh, 
some aspects we want to cover here this morning because we need principles. We need principles in our lives to build relationships. And so what I actually decided to, to do was to talk to parents here this morning, you know, that we need some, some positive relationships, positive parenting in, in our lives. And there's some principles we can re- apply to parenting. There's principles we can apply to marriage. There's principles we can apply to relationships, friendships, those sorts of things. And that's where we intend to go here this morning. Uh, I've got a quote here from Mark Twain. It says, Life would be infinitely happier if we could only be born at the age of 80 and gradually approach 18. Imagine, imagine all that wisdom and that knowledge, Matt Cathcart, all that wisdom and that knowledge you could apply with actually energy, you know, and, 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 uh, and if you'd already know all that stuff before you have kids rather than find it all out as a process of having kids. And, uh, and it's just, it seems strange to me we have, we as parents <laughs> are in the most active building stage of our lives when we have our kids you know I don't know about you but for us we're trying to get ahead financially we're trying to buy a house we're trying to build a career we're trying to you know build your vocation you're studying or you're doing all sorts of stuff when your kids have the the highest needs the most need in their lives when they're growing up so fast and sometimes we can regret when we look back that maybe we didn't give our kids the attention that we perhaps should have given them in that process. That's why God invented grandparents. <laughs> We're much better grandparents, I reckon, because well, you're still parenting, but you've got more time. Yeah, yeah And yeah. it's only temporary, and yeah, you get to right. hand them back to their parents, and they have to do the job. So I really like being a grandparent. Look, if I'd known how good grandkids were, I would have had them first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. You know, the, the problem is we look back and go, wow, where did the time go? You know, I've got a daughter that's got three children now. And I can remember when we brought her home from the hospital, that wrinkly, purpley, screw, you know, little thing that, that, that was like... You were yeah. very lovely, Tristan. She, she you was, were. Don't listen, to, don't listen like, to him. What do you do with this? You know, and, uh, and, and you know, so, so we've got to be careful we don't... Wish away the years. So I know if you've got little kids at the moment, I know you're saying, oh, I wish they'd grow up, you know. Wish they'd, you know, no. You haven't got kids. How can you say that? <laughs> wish they'd go to the next day. So I wish they'd grow up a little bit. And then you see the, the parents with the kids with the T-shirts. My parents couldn't wait till I walked and talked. Now all I hear is sit down and shut up, you know. And, uh, and it's true. It's true. We wish away those years, you know. And, and, and I know it's difficult, but we need to savour those years. We need to enjoy every part of this journey because it's gone too quickly. We're looking back now, empty nesters, well and truly, grandkids everywhere, and, uh, and, and love that. But it's just a, a, a little, you know, it's just us, you know, at, at home. And so uh, it, it, you, you miss the, the, the kids around the house and all those sorts of things. So, uh, so we're going to talk about... Sometimes six, you miss them. Sometimes. Not all the time. <laughs> Look, this is the way I thought about empty nesters. I don't know if I should tell you this, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> we might have, yeah. Um, I thought, you beauty, the kids are out of the house. We can do whatever we want to do. We can run around naked and we can play around a little bit. <laughs> it's like you get to that part and you go, I'm too tired. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who can be bothered, you know? <laughs> so true. God has a bit of a joke with us about all that stuff, I reckon. He's got a funny sense of humour. <laughs> so, all right. So the first one I wanted to talk about this morning is acceptance. So we've got a little... <laughs> oh, have we got a screen up? No, we've got lots of time. So the first one, acceptance, and it's the foundation of, of relationships, you know. Um, I'll actually give you a scripture so it feels like church. Matthew seven twenty four to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash." And so I believe acceptance is one of the core foundations for relationships. You know, um, our philosophy of our church is love, acceptance and forgiveness. So it's core to us as a church and I believe it should be core to us as people. You know, whether it's a, in a parenting relationship, in a marriage relationship, in a friendship, there has to be an acceptance there. Otherwise you can't build on that foundation. If there's not a acceptance there, it's very difficult to build significant relationships. Am in I allowed process. to just butt in? Is that, is that how this is going to work? that's the way I expected it to work. Oh, good, good. Um, because I just don't want to be rude, right? Um, I think there's a difference there with acceptance of a person and acceptance of behaviour. Um, you can accept a person but not necessarily accept their behaviour. And with a child, that's exactly the case as well. You know, we went through a bit of a journey with a child that was kind of doing all the wrong things and we never stopped loving um, that child for a moment but um, and accepting um, him as a person, but we didn't accept his behaviour and what was happening. So sometimes you've just got to remember that you love the person and you value the person, you just don't like their behaviour. So... Um, yeah, and I think sometimes acceptance of ourselves is really important in a relationship. It's really hard to accept others, especially those key to you when you can't accept yourself. So to be loving in a relationship, I think you've got to have that first love of yourself and accept that who you are before you can give love to others, if that makes sense. And knowing a lot about yourself... I'm not going to stop, I promise. Um, um, knowing your God-given personality and temperament I know I harp on about it all the time but it's so important when you understand who God's made you to be you come into a relationship you're you're comfortable with yourself and your identity and then you can accept the other person you're not changing trying to change the other person to become like you you're just okay with who you are then you're okay with who the other person is and that's the thing why something like a gang is such a powerful thing because sometimes a rebellious teenager feels like he belongs somewhere and for the first time in his life perhaps and he's prepared to do anything to stay a part of that and, and stay accepted in that environment which he belongs to now and, and that's why it's so important we, we undergird all our relationships, our parenting, our marriages, our friendships with acceptance and it doesn't mean you, anything goes, like that, as Robin just said, but it actually is that core foundation, that unconditional love, if you like, uh, the, the foundation of it will actually set it on a good foundation. So um, have you said you, you want to say? Okay. So second thought, second A was appreciation. So there's six A's we're going to talk about. Appreciation. 
and, uh, and, and I believe this appreciation is, helps develop a sense of being valued when we give, like exactly what Sharon said this morning, it was so good. You know, um, we, we need to be so free with our appreciation to people, thankfulness, gratitude, words of appreciation, positive messages, you know, because you can think it, but if you don't say it, they don't know it, you know? And, and, and so many couples we, we've sat with in rooms go, well, how did you get here? And often it's just the lack of encouragement in the relationship leads them into a place that they shouldn't be, really. You know, it's got to be sincere encouragement and affirmation, of course. But, but it develops a sense of value, a sense of significance when you've got that, that acceptance and then also that appreciation. And, and so we need to make sure that we are verbally and, and physically showing our appreciation to people. You know, don't, don't make it an every now thing. Do it all the time. Let it become part of who you are. Appreciate people for what they do. You know, I could have spent the whole half an hour here this morning appreciating so many people that are serving in this church and so many people doing amazing things in our community and so many people sowing their lives into making a difference in other people's lives. It, it would have been easy just to go through and go, wow, that's amazing, that's amazing. And, and, and that's the way we should live our lives. We should appreciate everyone. I'm telling you, it'll make a difference in your life if you change your perspective and start appreciating people for what they do. Can I just yep. say, say something? That's all really good, and I agree with that. But I think um, it goes beyond that. It goes to appreciating someone for who they are. Yep. It's great to appreciate all the things we do, and we need to do that. But we just need to be careful, too, that we only don't show appreciation when they're doing the right thing because sometimes that love can feel a little bit conditional. Um, when you do that, you're amazing, and I love you. But our message should be, you know, I love and appreciate you anyway. You know, it's, it's like Sharon was saying, it's lovely to encourage all the time. But just appreciating your kids for who they are. And that just flows on so well from that acceptance. When you agree and accept that, no, this kid's so different to this kid, you begin to appreciate those differences. And then you can encourage those differences, I think is really good as well. Because sometimes kids just sometimes, and even adults, I suppose, kids just feel they don't fit. They just, you know, I'm not like the rest of the family. I don't belong in this family. You know, you can always find amazing things about every child and, you know, about friendships that make them feel very special and appreciated for who they are. And there's been plenty of studies that have shown the common cause, that's a big statement, but there's the common cause of kids that get into uh, inappropriate behaviour, drugs, alcohol, other related problems. It's often related to a poor self-esteem. And so we underestimate the value of our words in, in people's lives, in our friendships, in our marriage, in our parenting. We need to be encouragers. Yes, there needs to be correction. Yes, there needs to be an opportunity to direct our kids as well. But we need to appreciate them always. Third thought was affection. Just before we finish on that one, Mother's Day, like everyone today is just like, oh, mum, you're amazing, and text and all videos and all the rest of it. Why do we wait for once a year? It's like we really should be that appreciative of those closest to us all the time. You know, maybe we get sick of it if you did it every day. But, gee, once a year, it's not very much, is it? So let's try to grab a hold of that same sentiment and that goes along with Mother's Day, Father's Day. And, then, you know, do it more often. You've got a phone in your hand most time, most of us, and um, send off a text. I think you're great. You know, I just love, want to say I love you, da-da-da, all that stuff. So. 
there's probably very little between appreciation and affection when I think about it, but affection is caring words and actions, developing that sense of, of value, I, I guess. And, and, and for most of blokes, we think of affection as sex. I'm not talking about sex here this morning. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about affection that is our words, the gifts we give, the hugs we give that are, are non-sexual. Uh, you know, I mean, sex might come as a, a consequence of that sometimes, but, but you can't, that's not a condition of this thing. It, it's actually affection, unconditional affection. It's actually giving your love to, to your partner, to your kids, to, to whatever uh, thing. I know our kids are very difficult, dif- different. And so... They know, are quite difficult too. <laughs> and, and difficult, do I say. Um, but our son, you know, I've always hugged him. But when he got to be a teenager, that pimply, oily, smelly thing that he was, it was just like, ooh, I don't know if I want to hug that anymore. But, but you know, he, he, he won. I remember this, actually, I remember this sequence of things. As a, a young teenager, he always came for a hug before he went to bed. And this one night he didn't. And it's just like, oh, it's over. Like, it's done. And the next night, I actually went and pursued him. I said, hey, I, I know you're growing up. I know all that. But you know what? I really, just because you come man doesn't mean you can't hug, hug your dad, you know. And, and uh, so, so I want to hug you every night if that's okay. And of course he was, he was a bit coy about it all, but, but he, he loves it, you know. He comes for a hug now, you know. He's a big burly bearded thing that, you know, you can only get your hands around these days. And, and, uh, and he gives his dad a hug and I love that. So uh, whereas our daughter, I won't mention any names, but... Um, uh, she was so hard to get to hug. Like, I had to chase her around the house and pin her down to get a hug or a kiss, uh, whereas her other sisters were a little easier to, to be affectionate with. So. And, and, that, and that's the key in any relationship, is finding out how you like to be loved and shown affection and how your kids and your friends yeah. and your partner and everybody likes it. Because we're not all cookie-cutter, we're not all the same. And once you discover that, it, you communicate that and then display that some people you know we all probably know about the five love languages some people love time spent with them and that spells love others it's the nice kind words um others it's affection others it's gifts when you give someone a gift that you've just chosen specially for them conveys so much love and affection to them so it's just finding a little bit about each other and and then going out of your way to to meet that the way it should be Fourth A is availability. You can see we're getting through this pretty quickly because I, I know we're short on time. Availability. See, uh, availability for our kids is spelt T-I-M-E, time. Don't believe the lie that it's just quality time. I'm sorry. We just need to sometimes hang with our kids. You know, we just need to do what they want to do and just be with them at, at their disposal. You know, for me, um, we... we yeah, my son was easy to hang with because we went to soccer together, we went to all different football and all sorts of different things, you know. But, but for the girls, it was a little bit more awkward because you go, well, we haven't got the same sort of interests. But, but we, we instituted this idea of dating. And so I would do with them whatever they wanted to do. So uh, probably the most interesting one was went to a display house with one of my daughter because she wanted to go to display homes and check out all the nice homes and the furniture and all the you know it's just like okay i can do that you know and others it was a, a meal sometimes it was to a theater to to the pictures or whatever but but it's actually not what i want to do it's what they want to do 
and, and you do that on a regular basis. It just shows you that you are available for them, that it does produce affection, appreciation, acceptance in that process and builds on that foundation. Um, and that can be taken through to marriages as well and, and relationships, best friends. You know, we live in a really busy world and we can just be going crazy, you know, and it's sometimes, in a, I know in a marriage that if you're both working full time and you're raising kids, you get very little good time together, you know, so you need to be thinking about how can we actually touch base can we make time to go and just be together you know go and even have a coffee together or go to the movies or but you've got to be intentional about it because if you just think oh yeah yeah we'll do that you don't and when we when we do our marriage group the first thing we we talk about this in one of our weeks and we say get your diaries together at on a weekend and get them out and instead of placing all the things you have to do for the week all your appointments and da 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 you put time together first up prioritising that relationship. Or if you're a young person, you know, you think, oh, I haven't spent much time with my friends lately. How about putting them first and then putting other stuff around it? So you've just got to be intentional about all these things, whether it's a parent-child or just a relationship. We have to be intentional or it gets away from us. Or a child-parent. Child-parent. The other way around. Sometimes the the kids have to take the initiation in that process. And uh, So fifth A is accountability. And this one's a little bit different because it is sort of like the the overarching uh, protection for all the other stuff. You know, we need accountability. And I talked about this at Team Night the other night about accountability. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Don't make promises to your kids you've got no intention to follow through on. If you're going to say, I'll do that, you need to do it. Because otherwise we're, 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 we're telling that it's okay to be deceptive. It's okay not to follow through on your promises. It's okay... To, to be lukewarm in your approach to all that. It's a double standard and it's actually very deceptive. So if you say yes to your kids, you just got to make it a yes and do whatever it takes to get that done. You know, um, he, he, here's the thing. Well, we do need to land this in a second. Um, the only really important things in life are relationships. Can I tell you, all the other stuff is just junk. It's our relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's, that's a, a, such an important relationship. It's a relationship with our spouse, relationship with our families, with our kids, relationship with our friends, with our church. You know, it, it's really important that we understand that relationships are really important. Can I tell you, I got a shock in this in early uh, in our church, church walk. In fact, I don't know if I was even ministering at that stage, but, but it was a, a young guy who died from a, tr- a drug overdose. And, uh, and I didn't know he was taking drugs. He was on my team. He was a, over a team that we, we ran. Uh, his wife didn't know he took drugs. Um, he, he, uh, you know, I spoke to him, I don't know, maybe hundreds of times. I, I don't know. But I didn't really know him. We sat in an FA Cup final together through a night and had you know, a bunch of other guys. But can I tell you, I didn't know him. And... I remember sitting in at his funeral and thinking, wow, what a missed opportunity, Greg. You had all this contact with this person, but you didn't actually know him. And now look what's happened. He's, he's, he's a drug overdose. I don't know that it was intentional. We're not sure. But he's no longer here. And, and maybe sometimes we've got to be less focused on ourselves and more focused on others around us to think 
I really should be building a relationship with this person. I really feel like I need to, to sow into this person's life, whether it's a, a parent or a, a, in a marriage or in a friendship scenario. Um, you know, accountability administered with love provides boundaries for our kids. Boundaries are so important. Helps them make right choices. Helps for them to understand uh, self-control, uh, being more decisive in their lives. And a boundary is really important. You need to put boundaries for your kids. Your kids feel love when we provide boundaries. Now, it's not bashing them over the head every five seconds. It's actually saying, here's the boundaries. There's consequences if you step outside those boundaries. Here's the consequences. And it's not like what we used to do at the, with our kids at the start. You know, you've got to eat all your vegetables or you're going to be banished to your room for the next year. You know, they know you're joking. Like they know it's not going to be real. There have got to be real consequences you can follow through on. And, and, and if they choose to step outside those boundaries of the, with consequence, you've got to follow through on those consequences. And so that's really important. I reckon to parents today, I think the one thing you can just say is um, you have to be consistent and you have to be in agreement yeah. with anything you're doing with your kids, regardless of their age, whether they're littleies or teenagers, you just have to be consistent and both be consistent because very quickly do children learn who's the easy parent and um, which one they'll play off against the other one. And in a relationship, you, you know, this, we need to be accountable to one another, you know, with, with our time and what we're doing with our, with, with our life. We don't live in a marriage and live independent lives. You know, we need to be coming together and, you know, telling each other what we're doing with our lives, how we're spending our time. That's not control. That's a whole different issue when you've got a controlling partner. We have power in a healthy relationship but it's good to be honest honest about how you spend your time you know honest about your past honest about your future you can't go wrong if you're accountable and honest to one another there's this great quote i'll finish this point when parents this is from josh mcdowell when parents try to lay down rules without first establishing a real relationship with their kids the natural result will be rebellion the natural result will be rebellion see we need to um, build relationship with our kids before we start disciplining them, bring correction. And, and here's the other thing with the accountability thing. What is appropriate for a five-year-old isn't always appropriate for a 10-year-old and a 15-year-old. And so often we try to parent our kids like when they're five, when they're 15. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're going to end up with a rebellious son or daughter in that process. You've got to adjust the boundaries for the season of life. You've got to take into account what freedom I now need to give to this child that I wasn't prepared to give before because they need to test that for themselves sometimes. We've got to give them space to make mistakes. And yes, there are consequences to the mistakes, but we've got to give them space to grow up in this process. And the sixth one... Is apologise. It's not rocket science, is it? In every relationship, be it parent, child, we all need to humble ourselves and say sorry. And the quicker we do that, the better, and the better you get at doing that and things get, um, they don't explode or they don't fester. Conflict in a relationship is the thing that can bring you undone, but conflict's good. We always say conflict is good. You just learn to, need to learn how to negotiate it well. By shoving things under the rug and pretending they're not there, that doesn't deal with conflict. And you're doing your um, children a favour, parents, when you show them how to deal with conflict. A child that grows up in a relationship where they never see conflict deal with grows up to be an adult who doesn't know how to handle conflict and will pull away from it. But if you learn to deal with it well and healthy in a healthy way, um, relationships get, just get stronger 
and stronger. So practice saying, I'm sorry, I am sorry. We've had to do it, haven't we? Eat humble pie many times. Yeah. I was going to say no. That, I, I <gasps> that would be a lie because be I actually lie. do I, say sorry. No, we both do. We, we do. Both do. So, do. Um, so there's something I was going to say just then. I've forgotten it completely now. But uh, sorry, yeah. Um, Actually, Ephesians 4.26, I'm going to put the Bible verse in because it is church. Um, In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. In our early days of marriage, before we knew God, if we had a bit of a tiff, we've never had many big fights, but oh my gosh, I remember going to bed and turning my back and laying on my side of the bed and there's that big gap in between and it you don't even sleep because you're so angry and all this stuff's turning around then we came to know god and his word and um that's a really good one for everybody deal with stuff quickly and don't go to bed angry with those you love my head's going everywhere at the moment but here's the thing i want to say um it's important the, the thing that you, the best thing a parents can do for their kids is to show each other love. Amongst all the things that we can do in our life, the best thing we can do is model love for each other. You know, where we, we actually do love each other. There's affection in the home. We're available for each other. There's appreciation in the home. You model it, and I'm telling you, kids reproduce it in their lives. So uh, it's great. I think we're done, aren't we? Not really, not really that good. But uh, let me pray for you, and um, and we'll bring. Will we do a song? You think or too late? Do a song? Okay, we're going to do a song. Let me pray for you. Get this stuff off the stage, Father. We thank you, Lord, for relationships. God, we thank you that uh, you are a God of relationship. You are a relational God, and, and God that you want us to be in relationship with others, God. Uh, if it's marriage, if it's in a family context, in all those areas, God, you want us to be in relationship, God. And, uh, and church is a great place for that too. So, God, we thank you for the church. We thank you for uh, that we have got relationships in our lives that we can lean on, God, that are strong and there's strong connection there in those times where we need help. We pray that. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Baylight Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian walk. Please tune in again for next week's message.